Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, folks, we've got a great guest today. I'm feeling a little bit insecure about introducing Ian Fishman because Ian Fishman is with Fish Sounds voiceover, and he is a voiceover talent expert and uh, authority. Ian, welcome. John, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, <laughs> I've been very much looking forward to this. I have too. Uh, you, you've got a great voice, and uh, I wish I had one, one like yours. But let's talk a little bit about, <laughs> about you and the great work you do. Tell us how you're serving folks out there. Sure. So uh, I am a full-time voiceover actor here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I help companies with commercial voiceover, broadcast, and automotive. Um, I do a lot of narration work, e-learning, corporate narration, uh, explainer kind of kind of voiceover work as well. Um, even some phone tree work, occasionally video games and cartoons. Really, kind of wherever I need to be is where I try to be. I love it. T- talk about your talent. Uh, your voice talent. How how did that develop for you? I mean, how did you know you had this talent? Sure. Uh, so my background is actually as an actor. Um, I got started in in New York, uh, going through an acting program at Pace University, mm-hmm. and uh, with that, I started getting really into comedy stuff. And uh, in making sketch comedy, um, I realized very quickly how much I really liked doing the voiceover for whenever we were doing commercial parodies. And then from there, it kind of grew into this like, well, wait a minute, if I really like making fun of it, maybe I should try actually doing it. And so, you know, as I was working the acting circuit in New York, um, started taking classes with agents and casting directors wherever I could, um, built out my studio slowly but surely, especially as I moved out to Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. um, started getting representation and then just slowly but surely built my business from there. Wow. That's, that's great. Now, are you from the Minneapolis area? No, originally I'm actually from Massachusetts. Oh, uh, the, the accent only comes out after I've had a few drinks or when I'm, (laughs) uh, back around friends of mine from that area. But, um, but yeah, uh, Minneapolis is not where I thought that I would end up, but I'm really, really happy. It is my wife and I have been out here for a little bit over a decade now. And it's just, it's such a wonderful town to live and work in. We're really, really loving it here. That's awesome. That is awesome. So t- talk about the, the, um, I, I guess the different kind of places your work shows up, whether it's uh, TV, radio commercials, t- t- talk about where we can hear your voice. Sure. Sure. So as I mentioned at the top, you know, there's a lot of different areas in which voiceover kind of permeates throughout, throughout society and really throughout like a, a business's promotions. Um, there's the classics of uh, of doing commercial work, um, and you know you'll hear me on TV, you'll hear me on radio, you'll hear me on streaming audio and such all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, then there's also uh, there's more internal stuff. There's more B two B work. There's more corporate narration things. Um, things like uh, event intros. Um, things like 
explainer videos for when you you need a little bit more time than you would have in a commercial where you're not really trying to sell something, mm-hmm. but really just kind of need to explain a concept in a low-key, easy-to-understand manner. Um, I show up in a lot of those. I actually show up doing a lot of phone work. Um, a lot of the like, thank you for calling XYZ offices. If you'd like to leave a message, press one. Otherwise, please hold like that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, you know, most of what I end up doing is uh, I'm an elder millennial. Uh, and <laughs> as you can kind of tell from how I sound too, you know, a lot of the things that I do are really just being that warm, friendly, upbeat, um, genuinely nice next door neighbor kind of sound. Um, and, uh, you know, there are other things that I can do within my repertoire too, but a lot of the things that I get hired to do tend to be within that kind of range. Because, you know, if you think about it, if you're going through, let's let's use e-learning as an example. If you're going through an hour and a half course, you know, where you've got 14, 15, 20 different modules and you're <laughs> learning something and you're just sitting there grinding it out, having somebody who is upbeat and friendly walking you through it uh, makes it a little bit easier to keep on going and to keep paying attention. Um you know, and also in the course of that, too, we recognize that like, hey, this is module 14. It'll be over soon. But you know what? We've only got three left. So let's get started. That sort of thing. Um, I love it. So, yeah, it's a it ends up being a pretty wide range. Every day is a little bit different and every client is a little bit different. But that's one of the one of the best things about what I get to do is that it's always a little bit different. Yeah, you, know, you you teed up something for me I was going to get to, which is how do you. When should someone bring in a professional voiceover talent like you? Uh, and, and what's the, I guess, the return on having someone like you as opposed to uh, getting the guy down the hall to do something? Sure, sure. Um, really, the time to bring in somebody like myself or anybody else who's a professional voice talent is whenever you've got something that is going to affect the image of your business. Um, a, a really good way to think about it is almost like a business card or a website, you know, where you could just put something out there. You could just put a business card together and use something free from Vistaprint, who does, they do great work otherwise. But, you know, I feel like everybody is, everybody knows that, that really basic business card and you kind of immediately go like, oh, well, that's, that's all that I get. Or, you know, somebody uh, going to somebody's website and, you know, it's 2022 hiring a, a good designer doesn't take all that much. There's a lot of great web designers out there, but you see a site that's kind of lackluster or hard to understand and it kind of turns you off. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you want to impact your audience with audio in a positive way, it is so worth just reaching out to the person who who does it professionally, who can help you match that sound. And even if it's not something that is just like, you know, the warm, friendly, upbeat uh, guy next door kind of a thing that would be answering your phones, you still want somebody who's who's going to sound professional when you're trying to uh, when you're trying to do like a B two B presentation, when you're trying to do a narration to your employees. Um, people always tend to think of it for commercial work. But really, any time that you're going to be interacting with anybody inside and outside of your business, you want to put forward the most professional foot that you possibly can. Folks, we're chatting with Ian Fishman. Ian is with Fish Sounds Voiceover. Ian, let's uh, let's back up for a second. I'm I'm just curious about the, I guess the building a business in voiceover. Sure. How how do you do that? 
so there's a there's a few different ways to go about it. Um, and, uh, you know, in order to really build out your business, you kind of want to have a nice, healthy mix of them. Um, I do get a fair amount of work from agents. I work with an agent here in Minneapolis. Um, I'm repped in LA, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, Austin, San Francisco, really a a lot of different regional markets to try to get access to those auditions as well, because auditions are happening everywhere all the time in all sorts of different places. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a good setup for it, you can really do it from just about anywhere, which is lovely. Not going to lie. It's absolutely lovely. But um, there's that. And uh, that's really for more commercial things. And then if you're looking for more e-learning things, uh, narration things, phone work things, a lot of that tends to be through word of mouth and just kind of nose to the grindstone networking. I meet a lot of people on LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, looking for looking for, you know, not just creative directors and producers, but also if I'm looking for somebody in e-learning, instructional designers, e-learning specialists, um, even now and then like some business owners, you know, I've had, I've had one of my longest running clients is somebody who just happened to have a small business and, uh, they were looking to do a series of explainer videos to, uh, not there. They weren't trying to necessarily advertise just to explain a little bit deeper in depth of what they do. And so linking up with them, when they found their explainer producer, they were like, Hey, we want you to work with this voice because this is the voice that matches the sound and the style and the presentation that we would like. Um, it really, a, a lot of it, much like with any entrepreneurial business is partially looking for who it is that you need to meet and who you can beat. And also just keeping your ears and eyes open. Hmm. So you mentioned something there that I think is interesting and maybe folks don't necessarily think about this, but every voice has its own style, its own, uh, intonation. It, it's, it's own, uh, audience really. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, it, it's one of those things where, and especially for newer voice actors and newer actors in general too, there's always this tendency to be like, well, I can do anything as well as, uh, looking around to kind of waiting to be told no, letting somebody else tell you no before you tell yourself no. And while that kind of mindset is admirable and there is a place for that, it's also recognizing the right time and place for something like that. So, for example, if I'm getting a casting call from from one of my agents and there's usually a wide range of my agents do like a really nice job of separating out the things that are uh, that are age appropriate and gender appropriate for me. But if I'm getting something that is uh, that is for uh, a bank spot, let's say for a, for a local bank commercial, and it says in the breakdown that they're looking for somebody who's 40 to 55 and they want that type of voice, I recognize that I'm not that type of voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm 37, but I, I tend to sound at the like a fair amount younger than than where I actually am also by nature of being a millennial. Um, but, you know, not every voice is going to be right for every single project. It really depends on um, it really depends on what the image is that the company wants to present. So I guess another good example that I tell people a lot is uh, I do a fair amount of automotive commercials. And those, everybody thinks of like the high energy sales of, you know, come in today and it's only 17393 or whatever it may be. <laughs> and I know that I fit in that, but uh, I don't fit for all automotive commercials. You're never going to hear me uh, doing the voice of like a, a heavy duty Chevy pickup truck. You're just not. And it's 
That's okay. Like I can make fun of that guy, but I know that I'm not that guy. I'm who you tap when you want a Kia. Hmm. Yep. Gotcha. And typically the selection of voice talent is made by an agency or they're going to select several and let the client pick or something like that. Is that right? That's typically how it goes, you know, so just numbers wise, if I'm up for an audition um, and, uh, you know, I'll do anywhere from typically four to 12 a day. Mm -hmm. um, And for an audition, you're up against anywhere from really about 40 to 50 people to up to a couple thousand. Wow. And it all depends on what the scope of the project is. You know, if we're doing that that theoretical local bank commercial that I mentioned earlier. Um, if I'm getting that out of Minneapolis and they know that they want somebody who sounds roughly like me, my competition is probably about 40 to 50 fellow voice talent who are local, um, who all sound within that same range. And they're listening for who connects best with the script, who connects best with the image that we're looking to present, who is, who is showing the best range, uh, and will therefore be directable when we've got them live on the booth. Um, but if I'm up for a national commercial, uh, like if I'm doing something for uh, like a really big soft drink company, I'm up against probably at least a thousand people, maybe even two thousand people, because if they're doing a national search, that means that they're not just looking here in Minneapolis. They're mm-hmm. looking in Chicago, New York, L.A., Austin, Atlanta, San Francisco, you know, everywhere. Right. And so by that point, you know, you've got a statistically better chance of not being heard. Uh, than you do a booking it and statistically by by quite a bit for that um so then it's looking for ways to again sound like you'll be sound like you can connect with the copy and to or rather to genuinely connect with the copy when you're sending in your audition to sound like you're actually going to be fun to work with to be directable um because you know again like i recognize that as a as a 37 year old male there's a fair number of people who who sound like me but everybody's got their own unique spin on on the acting aspect and what they're going to be able to bring to the table. And those are the things that really make you shine. Ian, let's talk about, I guess, the trend in voices and the, the kind of voices that get selected for uh, commercials and voiceover work in general. How has that uh, morphed and changed over the years? Oh, man, I, 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 I geek out so much talking about this because it has changed so much. You know, what what a lot of people think of when they think of voiceover is uh, they think of, you know, big booming voices and that whole like in a world thing that like that was <laughs> happening, you know, which again, like you say, those those three words, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. It's almost like a Bob Dylan impression. Doesn't matter how good or bad it is. You know exactly what it is when you hear it. Right. And those styles have have largely gone away. Um, and a lot of it is because as millennials have become the more coveted uh the more coveted demographic uh millennials as a whole don't really like to be sold to they like to be talked with and advertising has really started to reflect that so you'll still get uh a pretty wide range of of styles depending on who it is that you're targeting but the the days of the the big booming announcers and the sunday 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 like that stuff is pretty much over unless you're making fun of it because now it's so much more of setting the setting the casual tone the just two friends talking to each other in a coffee shop and then trying to work it in a into a a natural form of you know like hey you know what i can tell that you've really been having some trouble with with your credit lately but have you looked at capital one because they have 
helped me immensely. Like their copy is obviously going to be better than that, but it ends yeah. up being so much more of an of an intimate chat style than it is uh, listen to this amazing product that we have. So even though it's by definition a commercial, t- whether TV or radio, is one way, it it really in- invites the chat. In it invites the the uh, interaction, uh, even though again the voice is one way. Absolutely, and you know you you brought up a really great point too, which is in you know for a radio style, it's definitely going to be different than a commercial style, um, where you can have the same voiceover actor, but if you've if you've got if you're doing a, a broadcast commercial, you've got excuse me if you're doing a broadcast commercial, you've got visuals to work off of, mm-hmm. and so for something like that, like you can set it to be much more intimate, whereas with a radio commercial, it still tends to be that much more one directional here's the thing that i'm going to tell you about go check it out go to www.whatever.com or give us a call and we'll help you out whatever it may be um and then you get into like podcast advertising and streaming advertising and that is so much more close because you know again thinking about the setting it's not just like if you're if you're doing a traditional radio spot you're coming through a car stereo if you're doing a podcast spot you're coming into somebody's headphones mm. and they're already at that set volume you're interrupting their show you're interrupting whatever it is that they're listening to to be like hey have you thought about hamburgers lately so in order to in order to try to make it more seamless and to make it less offensive to interrupting their program it's it's a real concerted effort to to be gentle about it and to uh, have a much, um, I guess, a much more intimate, quieter style to, to really connect with somebody. How has your background in comedy affected your uh, voiceover work today? It is one of the things that I am so grateful that I spent so much time doing it, even though it made me very little money working specifically in comedy, uh, because it really helps me find new perspectives for making copy pop. And so what I mean by that is, is that, you know, if you're getting just some run of the mill copy about, again, using, using that, I'm not trying to to rag on any local bank, but like using that local bank, uh, kind of a thing that everybody, everybody knows that style. Um, with a comedy background, it's a lot easier to think about not just the perspective of the person who's telling that copy, or who's who's sharing that copy, but also to think about who it is that you are relating to, as well as you're able to look for other connections. You can find you can find jokes in there mm. um, that weren't necessarily meant to be in there. You can find other ways to to make an ear perk up and to do it in a natural way. Um, my improv training is you know improv is notorious for uh, for being really great training for actors that makes them very little money in the moment. But it helps so much with the rest of an acting career because you you become so much more in tune with uh, looking for connections and looking for real connections that you can make while you're live in a spot. Okay, I've got to ask, Ian, um, I see in the show notes that you're a human puppy that you've got. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have got to hear more about that. (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, my wife started calling me that first. Okay. Um, uh, by human puppy. I mean, I am a big, loud extrovert. I, uh, I really, um, you know, I, I do my best to, to live in the moment. I'm also 
six foot four and uh, and and over two hundred pounds, and and uh, I am often not too aware of uh, of my space of my, of the space around me, um, and I tend to be fairly loud in in public settings too, and it's not something that's like. It's not something that's, uh, you know, where I'm doing it to like intimidate anybody or anything. I'm just, a, I'm just a big loud dude who is often unaware of what else is going on around him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's uh, you could be called a lot worse, and that's a pretty good. If you're going to be called uh, anything, uh, human puppy, I think sounds pretty good. So that's yeah. That, that's great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining. It's uh, again. You know, my wife was the first one to to call me that. And I was like, you know, that actually that fits my personality really well. <laughs> well yeah, that that's awesome. Well, I would love it if you, if it's appropriate, maybe you could share a success story, a project, or um, uh, an engagement you're particularly proud of. Sure. Uh, so you know. There's a there's a couple different things that I'm that I'm really proud of, and one is like very specific to to voiceover, and one is one is not. It's more specific to comedy. Uh, for voiceover, um, I got to do a number of uh, a number of videos for Hormel a couple of years ago, and frankly, I, so the the whole crux of them was was all about their pepperoni, and specifically like the ways in which their pepperoni makes pizza better. And I am such a pizza enthusiast. And uh, as I was going through the audition for it, you know, it's it's fairly dry copy, but they're they're working a little bit of snark and they're in a little bit of fun. But uh, in getting the copy and in going into my audition, uh, I mean, it's it. I didn't even have to try because it's just me geeking out about pizza. Like, yeah, I'll talk about pizza for an hour and a half. Let's let's just do it. Like, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I do that anyways. I, I've been told to start. I've been told to shut up about it before. Mm. Um, so it's one of those where I just kind of like happened to happen to book kind of a perfect gig for me, uh, just based on the things that I'm already into and geeking out about. And then the other one is um, for about three years from uh, 2015 to 2018, uh, I was the artistic director for a live local late night show uh, called Late Nights Minneapolis. Um, it was like a live local Conan. Um, where we had, you know, uh, two hosts doing monologue jokes and sketches. We had guests each week. We had, uh, we had a full band that was with us. Um, and a, like that has always been my dream to, to make something like that come together because I love those old late night shows. Mm -hmm. I am a huge, huge fan of Letterman, uh, back in his heyday Conan now. Um, and, uh, really though, being able to do something like that with 15 to 20 of my closest friends, uh, for three years on what ended up being a more grueling work schedule than we had planned. Um, and honestly, to come out of it as friends, we're still friends to be, to have been able to put all of that together and to still want to see each other and be around each other. Um, Cause most comedy projects, you don't get to do that by the end of it. You're like, I don't need to see you for years, if mm. at all ever again. <laughs> um, and uh, it was really just really rewarding to build something that was that was genuinely what we all wanted to do and putting out the show that we wanted to put out um and the style of comedy that we wanted to do and then at the end of the day like we all still love and care about each other and still want to hang out it's it's wonderful that's great that's terrific um 
Ian, this has been great. I I, I want to get to a couple uh, other quick questions before we let you go and and uh, get back to the uh, the great work you're doing. Let's just go to forty thousand feet and talk about the power of a voice and sure. how, what a voice means uh, in terms of being able to reach people to move people. I mean, as humans, it is it is. There, it's, there's a reason why this is the way that we've evolved to primarily communicate. You know, there's, there's a, it's, it's direct, it's to the points. Uh, language is just, language is such a beautiful thing as it is. I, you know, I, uh, I, I think that at the end of the day, it lets you, it lets you marry your personality and your intention in a way that you really just can't otherwise you can kind of get there i mean you can get there in a certain sense with writing um but uh you know i think that that's a i i think that that's one of the things that's most interesting about where ai voices are going mm-hmm. is um you know being able to being able to help people who 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 need that who for one reason or another have lost their ability to communicate in that way and hearing the way that AI voices are starting to really be able to develop personality and, and timber and, and it's, it's really fascinating, uh, being able, like being alive at a point where we're able to kind of give those gifts back. Um, it's, it's just such a, it's, it's such a neat thing. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that's, I think that that's my answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Well, well, the, Ian, this has been terrific, and uh, I can't imagine. Likewise. Yeah, thank you, and I can't imagine there aren't some folks that would like to uh, learn more about what you do and uh, maybe how you could be of help to them. So let's give them directions on how to get in touch. Sure, thank you. Uh, my website is fishsoundsvo.com. Uh, there you can hear all of my different demos, see a number, see a bunch of work that I've done. Um, here, you know, some, some oh, good range of stuff. Uh, if you're looking to get into voiceover, uh, I also have a pretty detailed list of resources that are up on my site, um, for anybody who's, who's looking to get started and, you know, to take a class or needs help with, uh, with a home studio or anything like that. Um, I also do a fair amount of voiceover business coaching. Mm. So not so much performance as far as what you're doing in the booth, but how to how to network and how to build your business, how to make it sustainable, what things to look for and, and to look out for. Um, and uh, all of that information is on my site, fishsoundsvo.com. Feel free to email me directly. I'm at ianfish at fishsoundsvo.com. And then uh, I'm big on LinkedIn. I, I uh, try to be very easy to find on LinkedIn. So just Ian Fishman. And then uh, you can also find me on Instagram uh, where you can see uh, a, a really nice little sketch comedy series, actually, of me as a human, as a number of human puppies. Uh, <laughs> and that's at uh, Fish Sounds VO is my handle for that. Uh, we'll, be def- we'll be checking that out, definitely, for sure. Uh, Ian Fishman folks fish sounds voiceover uh ian this has been fun thanks so much john thank you so much for having me man this has just been a blast thank you very much thank you hey folks just a quick reminder if you have heard something here on this show with ian that uh uh rings a bell and maybe makes you want to think hey i want to share the show please do so share it with someone that you think would benefit from hearing uh from the good work that ian does and really for any of our guests 
here on Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. That's what we're in the business of doing here at Business Radio X is celebrating business leaders and the great work that they do. So if you can help us in that endeavor by sharing the show with those that you think would benefit from it, we would greatly appreciate it because it helps our guests. So for my guest, Ian Fishman, the human puppy, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. 